0: You are Locked On Packers, Particle Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SP Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can find all of our content on Facebook, where we post all of our shows. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get. Podcast content you will find Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit up the Locked On Podcast Network, you can do that at 920-341-3775. The Green Bay Packers fall on Sunday night to the New England Patriots 31-17. And we learned really everything we needed to know about the differences in these two teams on the first drive. And I, I tweeted this, but I also got some notes on the Locked on Packers fan hotline about it. This from Alex in New Jersey. He said that first drive perfectly demonstrated why Brady has five rings and Rodgers has one. Brady has a coach that's so in tune with the opponent and the league trends and Rodgers has a dinosaur stuck in 2010. I also got this note, Peter, this is Casey from Idaho. We don't have a talent issue, but disciplined and an out-schemed problem. Matt in Iowa City says the McCarthy-Belichick matchup in this game highlights the shortcomings of the Packers coach. The Patriots are disciplined and creative. Journeyman Patterson is a feature back in two trick plays for huge gains. Meanwhile, McCarthy splits his backs instead of putting the ball into Jones's hands even after the fumble and he runs the same tired pass plays even on third and short. This seems to be lacking game and talent awareness. Who are the head coach candidates that the Packers should be? targeting another note hey Peter this is Trevor from Rippon in Wisconsin I'm trying to remain calm but how can Aaron Rodgers led team only put up 17 points and you can't say Aaron doesn't have talent around him Jimmy Graham Devontae Aaron Jones who I think we can call him a star now MVS is turning into a star and EQ is talented too plus Cobb Williams who can be solid contributors I just don't get it is it the coaching play calling I think it has to be but would love to hear what you think if it's not the play calling what is it they're all right and I don't I don't know what else we need to see here I don't know what else this team can show us there is talent on this roster it is too talented to play like this, the New England Patriots do not have a good defense. The Kansas City Chiefs went in there, and and the Patriots got them a little off their game early, and then they basically lit the Patriots' defense on fire because they have Andy Reid, who is a magnificent and evolving adaptive coach, who is giving Patrick Mahomes and and an incredibly talented offense, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey, I get it. They're really talented. The Packers are not untalented. Is Aaron Jones as good as Kareem Hunt? Probably not. Is Jimmy Graham as good as Travis Kelsey? Probably not. Devontae Adams is every bit the receiver that that Tyree Kill is. Sammy Watkins is a nice speed receiver, but he's not anything special. And no one thinks, no no one reasonable thinks Patrick Mahomes in his first year as a starter is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. So 17 points on the road against a mediocre defense, a defense, other good offenses, and even some bad offenses, ask the the Jaguars, have gotten to, how can this team, after looking pretty good for for much of the game against the Rams, come out and, and only score 17? Obviously, the Aaron Jones fumble takes points off the board, and the Packers have had key fumbles and turnovers in crucial crucial situations this season and that is a, a McCarthy tenant and i know the packers gave up 31 on defense but that's to be expected against the patriots and and one of the one of the texters mentioned the trick plays and they, they ran two true trick plays plus at least two or three end arounds which are not true trick plays but they're still gadget plays Did Green Bay run any of them? Did they have one trick play? Did they have one gadget play? Where is the inventiveness? Where is the creativeness? Tom Brady throwing to wide open receivers. Aaron Rodgers has to make tight window throws every snap. And the fact that he can do it consistently is a testament to him. It is a sign and a signal to us of his greatness that he can continue and constantly overcome the mediocrity of the plan here. And, and I have been someone who has defended Mike McCarthy this season. I have felt like the execution has been a bigger problem than the scheme. But when you're talking about going against the best teams in football, they evolve and they adapt and they make adjustments in game. And Mike Patton right now is a better coach on his side of the ball than Mike McCarthy is on his side of the ball. And, and there are reasons to like Mike McCarthy as a coach. As a CEO, as a leader of your program, he is a culture setter. There are plenty of reasons that teams, if the Packers fire him at the end of the year, will be lining up to hire him. And there's, there's absolutely no question about that. He has come up several times. It has been reported now several times that Mike McCarthy is going to be not just a candidate, but potentially a leading candidate for the Browns' vacancy this offseason. And that is all predicated on the fact that this team is now 3-4-1. Now they're only a game and a half out of first place in the division. They're one loss behind the division leaders, having played fewer games than Minnesota and the Bears, neither of whom are going to run away with this. Neither of those teams are going to go win 13 games. They're not going to win 12 games even. Probably not even 11 win teams at this point, given the way that they've looked over the last month. And Green Bay has the opportunity to go and, and still win the division and, and have a successful season. They continue to find ways to lose. Rather than going out and finding ways to win, they're finding ways to lose. They didn't punt against the Detroit Lions but they have the two fumbles and the special teams kills them. The Packers beat themselves tonight. The special team, now that the running into the kicker penalty was garbage. The ejection, the Jermaine Whitehead penalty, that was trash. I don't understand how that gets called. There were a couple of really questionable, important calls in this game. And I, I don't think the final score is indicative of how close the game was. But... Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. So this team close is not going to cut it. We're in November now. Remember I said a couple weeks ago at the beginning of the season that Aaron Jones stuff wasn't concerning because it was going to even itself out. Aaron Jones had to work his way back into the offense. But if we're still in Halloween talking about he's not getting enough carries, then it becomes a bigger problem. I didn't find it to be egregious on Sunday night. I felt like Aaron Jones had a good first series, and then, of course, the second series, Jamal Williams is in there. I, I wish that kind of stuff would stop. It seems like Mike McCarthy has these packages of plays that he wants to run and get to, but he doesn't get to them. And it seems like he doesn't call his best plays all the time. I just, I I, I continue to be baffled by the preparation for this team, the way that they play, and and I think the voice in the room has gotten stale. I, there is there is, when a coach who has always preached fundamentals and, and not turning the ball over and when your team can't even manage to handle those things because they always did. The Packers always won the turnover battle. They were always the more fundamentally sound team, at least on offense. And now that they have a, a defensive coach who can make in-game adjustments, I thought that the calls, especially the, the plan was really good against Tom Brady. And there was a couple, you know, they, they got him on the screen. They got him on the flea flicker. And then the the Josh Gordon touchdown is just a great play. Tremont Williams misses a tackle. And it's a touchdown. And the game is basically over from that point. These games turn on a couple plays. And Green Bay used to make them. They don't make them anymore. And and what's worse, it's not just that they're not making those three or four plays. And this is a trend now. Washington made the three or four plays that they needed to make. Detroit made the three or four plays they needed to make. And Green Bay not only didn't, but they they gave away multiple plays in games that they should have won. They're finding ways to lose. And when a veteran team with a veteran coach is in that position where they're finding ways to lose, that's when you know there is a a need for a change, a need for a culture shift in this organization. And because this team does not appear capable of playing up to its potential, they don't appear anywhere near what we saw Sunday from like Saints-Rams, they're not there with those teams. Talent-wise, they are. But from a plan standpoint, coaching, they're not. And so that, unless Aaron Rodgers just goes supernova like he did in 2016, this team does not have a realistic chance of contending in the NFC and that is what they're built to be that is what they're supposed to be that is what Mike McCarthy is paid to turn them into and and coming up short of that and it looks very much at this point like they will then we have to start saying this is this is what has to happen there needs to be a change and there are plenty of good candidates out there we're going to talk about that down the line if there's more disappointing performances we can we can get back to it but before we get to any of that i want to talk about my Bookie. The Packers were six and a half point underdogs to start this week, and they they got it down to five and a half. The public was clearly in on Green Bay, and unfortunately, Mike McCarthy didn't get the memo, but that's not the point of this. The point is at my bookie, you can trust them. These guys have been in business for years, they're the best around, they've got great online reviews, and the mobile site is super easy, which means you can take advantage of all the perks of a Las Vegas casino from your couch on an NFL Sunday. Join now and my bookie will match your first deposit up to $1,000 dollar for dollar. But here's the thing. They're so slammed with new betters, and they want to give you the best customer service possible that if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits over $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON25. That's my bookie, and use the promo code LOCKEDON25 when creating your account To claim up to $1,000 in that deposit bonus and on a deposit over $100 when you use the promo code LOCKDOWN25, after 7 p.m., they'll give you that additional $25 in free play. They are literally going to pay you to give them money to gamble where you can win even more money because at MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. And what I don't understand is this was supposed to be a week where Green Bay was going to run the ball. And that was something coming out of the bye, that there was this big emphasis on running the ball. Well, Aaron Jones gets 14 carries for 76 yards. That's 5.4 yards per attempt. This is a guy who is leading the league in yards per carry. And he's averaging over five yards an attempt and... Again, third and two throws, third and four throws to to no one, to nowhere, because this offense does not consistently help its receivers and get guys open. How many times does Tom Brady throw to wide open guys? How many times does Patrick Mahomes throw to wide open guys? How many times does Jared Goff throw to wide open guys? This is a problem. Because in the 21st century, in the modern NFL, in the football world where we currently live, where the rules are so tilted in favor of the offense, there are so many advantages to be taken by these offensive coaches. Does Green Bay take them? No. And it's not just not running the ball, because plenty of teams don't run the ball, it's that when they throw the ball, they're not doing it in inventive ways. The Packers played 11 personnel. I mean, I didn't chart it, but it seemed like 90% of snaps. And maybe it's 85% of snaps. Kendricks, who is, I, I mean, I don't, I'm don't, i not going to say he's a useless player, but if he has a use, I haven't seen it this season. I don't know why he, get, he gets snaps. I don't know why Mercedes Lewis isn't on the field more, especially with some of the issues that the Packers have blocking up front. I don't know why we don't see four receivers. I understand that there are some injuries and you've got rookies out there, but but do it once. Once! I mean, the, the Patriots had to go to a receiver at running back. They They don't have their best offensive player. Their most talented offensive player right now is not in shape and still doesn't know the system. And yet, Josh Gordon goes five catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Cordero Patterson, 11 carries, 61 yards. 11, he's a receiver. He got 11 carries. Aaron Jones got 14. And it's not like Jamal Williams was not effective when he was in there. That's not even the point. I mean, the Packers, 25 carries, 118 yards. That's 4.7 a clip. That's a pretty good day on the ground. But you get two of from Julian Edelman. That's 28 yards. You get the trick play, the screen, which was a brilliant call. I mean, a brilliant call. Plus the flea flicker. Tom Brady's final numbers don't look like anything that great, and they weren't. I mean, Tom Brady didn't make any great throws in this game. He didn't have to. It was all built in. And I, I tweeted this before the game. There was an article this week, and we talked a little bit about it with with Don Banks. I said, you know, there is this this quote out there, the Tom Brady quote, that if Aaron Rodgers played in the Patriots scheme, he'd throw for 7,000 yards. Well, that might happen because the Packers organization respects the hell out of the Patriots organization and vice versa. And if Mark Murphy calls Bill Belichick and says, listen, Whatever happened last year with the Colts, I don't want that to happen this year. We want Josh. And we'd like you to to let us hire him. And and you you call Bob Kraft. Yeah, you do whatever you have to do. Josh McDaniels coaching Aaron Rodgers is a match made in heaven. Because they're going to make those in-game adjustments, the adjustments that Mike McCarthy either can't or won't make. This cannot be the story of Aaron Rodgers. And, and to have them on the field side by side. What, what is what is truly so maddening, and I, you can't see me, this is an audio meeting. I, I took my glasses off for effect here. What is so maddening is the best coached game I've ever seen Mike McCarthy have was against the Patriots in 2014. That's not that long ago. And yes, Aaron Rodgers played better in that game. And the Packers defense played awesome in that game. The Packers defense, Tom Brady had like 180 yards well into the second half. They got stops. They got a fourth down stop on the goal line. They created three and outs when they needed to. And that's down players. Kevin King gets hurt in this game. Jair Alexander has a little issue. He has to come up. Blake Martinez played on an ankle that had turned a full 90 degrees, comes out and is gutting it out. The Packers lose Jermaine Whitehead to a absolutely ticky-tack ridiculous call on the ejection. And the defense still played pretty well. You expect to give up 30 to Tom Brady at home. And it wasn't 30 until late in the fourth quarter. And then you give them a turnover that sets them up and and they're able to score. Packers gave Tom Brady a short field and they got to stop. Patriots have four chances to score at the goal line. Packers get a stop. There, there is so much talent on this team, individual talent, and they may, Josh Jackson had a bounce back game after not really playing last week. Bashad Breeland comes in and contributes. He's a little handsy. He's going to be grabby, but that's what man cover corners do. Jair Alexander is a star. Tremon Williams, and we'll talk more about this as the week progresses, but Tremon Williams, Already an upgrade over ha Clinton-Dix. Made a couple key tackles that Ha-Ha that just would never have made. Clinton-Dix, by the way, was awful for Washington. Awful. Terrible. Jogging. Bad effort. Missed tackles. And Jermon Williams was in on plays. I, I tweeted this during the game. That tackle on James White at the goal line where he flies up. It looked like a touchdown. I thought it was a touchdown. Jermon Williams flies up and makes a tackle on the edge one-on-one. Now, he missed the tackle on the Josh Gordon play. That's going to happen. That was a great play call, a great play. He ducks his head. Josh Gordon is a tough dude to bring down, but Tremont Williams made some other really good, solid tackles. He's in the right places, and I'm telling you, fans thought I was, I was crazy about this. Ha Clinton Dix ran 4.57 out of Alabama, and I'm not even sure he's that fast now. Tremont Williams, in his prime, was a 4.4 guy. He's not that now, but I bet he's still faster than Haha. And he reacts faster because he's smarter and more instinctive. I liked the way Josh Jones played in this game in spot duty. I liked the way Antonio Morrison played. Mike Patton made awesome adjustments. And then Josh McDaniels made adjustments on the adjustments. He took advantage of Green Bay's aggressive secondary play and got them on some misdirection, on some trick plays. Mike McCarthy doesn't have those adjustments. It's why, frankly, I think John DeFilippo, the offensive coordinator of Minnesota, would be such a great hire because he has experience with Mike Patton. They coached together in Cleveland. So maybe DeFilippo says, you're already here. I thought you did a good job with this defense. Let's add some continuity. I'm going to coach the offense. You're going to coach the defense. Those are the two names to me that really makes sense. I think Lincoln Riley would be a huge gamble. Not just because you're going college to pros, but because he's so young. You don't know how Aaron Rodgers is going to react to him. You don't know if he can lead an NFL program. He doesn't have any experience being even around NFL programs. Those are the two names that I would be chomping at the bit to hire in Green Bay. And I think they're going to be right at the top of the list. And if those guys are... are they are going to be candidates for coaches, and if you listen to the Friday show, you heard Don Banks say that he did not think it was going to be toxic for Josh McDaniels at his next place. That it basically, I made the point that people act like Josh McDaniels is toxic right up until they need a coach, and there are going to be teams that need coaches. And if Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, if he is not, you know, he doesn't have some sort of wink, wink, nudge deal on you know, the, the head coach-in-waiting type thing, what they do in college sometimes. That's how Lincoln Riley got his job. He was the head coach-in-waiting. Then it's hard to imagine a, a program that would be more appealing to come and be a part of, especially if you're coming from a Patriots organization, than Green Bay. All right, we have a lot more to talk about this week. It's Packers-Dolphins at Lambeau on Sunday, and Green Bay needs to win in the worst possible way. We're going to talk more about Marquez Valdez-Scantling and his ascension in this offense. He had three catches for 101 yards on Sunday, and he just looks like a future stud. Jimmy Graham getting some more opportunities. They were able to force-feed it to Devontae Adams, although his long was just 10. New England did a great job of keeping him under wraps. There is still so much talent on this offense. They cannot score 17 points against a defense that has given up huge, crooked numbers over the course of the season. And at a certain point, it's just too late. And and we're pretty close to that point now. Unless they go on the road and beat Seattle, Minnesota, and Chicago, it's going to be a tough road to get in any kind of good position for the playoffs. It doesn't mean the season's over. It's not. There's plenty to play for, and we're going to talk about that as we as we go forward this week, next week, and as long as we have to. Plus, if they're out of playoff contention, that means we get to talk about new head coaches. It means we get to talk about draft picks. It means we get to talk about all of the things that come with that. It could be another big offseason of upheaval and change for the Green Bay Packers and frankly, I think change for the better potentially. And and we saw that last offseason. The Packers bring in a new general manager. He has a new way of going about things, a new way of, of handling free agency. It seems like he hit the draft out of the park. The Packers bring in a new defensive coordinator. I think that has been has paid dividends. Mike Petton has been a useful voice in the locker room. I think he's a really good coach, and I hope he gets an opportunity to stay if Mike McCarthy is not but that's a that's a pretty rare thing unless it's someone with a pre-existing relationship with him like a john D. filippo so we'll see what happens plenty more to talk about we will get to that stuff as this week goes on i'm traveling this week so we're not going to have a normal schedule i don't think we'll still do crossover wednesday but i don't think we're going to have expert tuesday tomorrow you're stuck with me and then (laughs) scouting report thursday injury report friday and whatever else we can we can squeeze in. If I can get an interview, if I can get something scheduled, we'll do that. Uh, if not, we'll just have to do it the old-fashioned way. You can always follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Remember to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Like us on Facebook. Leave a review on iTunes, and let people see how much you like this show. You listen every day for a reason. Let other people know why that is. And anytime you want to hit me up at the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that at 920-341-3775 to let me know how you are staying Locked On Packers.